Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon, our patrons, pa- Patreons, the patron saints the of pa- Effects Loop community support. Yeah. If you can't be an athletic participator, be an athletic supporter. Yeah. Kind of- are, are you claiming you're the athletic participator? Um... I mean, I could do some sports. John Daly can golf. <laughs> I love that meme of him. Uh, just, his whole life is a meme. Yeah. It's epic. <laughs> Someone, I saw a thing saying that they're going to tap Jonah Hill to play him in a biopic. I don't know if Jonah Hill can be that that strong. I guess he, he, get, he gets pretty deep in character. Oh yeah, his public persona is this. Oh my gosh, I'm so shy. Oh, kind of thing. So, but he does do the like the dickish thing really well. <laughs> yeah. What was the um? He had a cartoon uh, show, didn't he? Where he was like super, super dickish. I can't remember. No, what was the one with uh, where they were gun runners? Was it War Dogs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was him phenomenal. and Miles Teller. Yeah, that's the guy from who played in uh. He's in Top Gun. Yep. And also Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal. Miles Teller. Don't you mean an odometer? What? Ah, just more dead jokes. I'm <sighs> pissing DS off today with the dad jokes. That was... Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be an odometer, though. Odometer doesn't measure distance. Yes, it does. Does it? Yes, that's exactly what an odometer does. I thought an odometer measured speed. Oh, that's, that's a, a speedometer. speedometer. I'm stupid. Wow. Can we can we just not do this episode this week? <laughs> I right, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm done. Um, I quit. Uh, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit, Mr. White. And just like that, that thing you do gives you a new lease on life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this episode's brought to you by an interrupting two-year-old. What, sweetheart? Go go watch Frozen. <sighs> this is great podcasting. Oh my gosh, let me go check, make sure this stupid movie's playing. One second. <sighs> she yelled at me for chips. Dude. Dude. Are you sure she's not your daughter? Oh my gosh. Tell I'm me sure. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't eat chips that much. Now, if she was yelling for hot wings <laughs> or <laughs> pizza, yes. 
if she was tweeting, getting trying to get someone to buy her hot wings, then I'd be fully convinced she's actually. Hey, that fucking your... worked once, okay? Yeah, it did. It did. Westminster bought me wings. Anywho, what were we talking about? I haven't talked Patreon? to John Rouse in a while. I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, uh, yeah. Are we going to go back to recording or are we still just recording? I mean, we never stopped, but we're definitely going to cut yeah. that. Yeah. So, Diaz, what's yeah. new? Um, I took advantage of the Prime deals and got some uh, cameras for my apartment. Like security cameras? Yeah, like Blink, the Amazon ones. Not cool. Yeah, no, they had, um, because I've already got their doorbell. And um, they had three mini cameras for 45 bucks. So it's not too bad for a price. No, it was, I mean, it was over half off. It was like 55% off. Man, remember when like online cameras used to be just crazy expensive? Yeah, no, these are, and these are like pretty decent. Um, you set them up to record whenever I'm not home or when no one's home and stuff like that. And I can log in at any point from my phone. Um, yeah, it's pretty solid. So I got one for the living room, one for the kitchen area and one for the hallway. Nice. So it covers everything in my apartment except for bedrooms and bathrooms. Very nice. I did a, I took advantage of a prime day deal as well. What'd you get? I got AirPods. Oh, yeah. You you finally kind of jumped over to that, which, I mean... Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're not the best sounding things in the world. They're very um, just easily accessible and connectable. Like, that's one thing that, like, honestly, I absolutely loved about... I love about mine is I just open them up and it's connected to my phone. So that that is the thing I'm actually liking is... I'm. I didn't realize how much I would like the rechargeable case part of it. Yep. As I have a pair of wireless headphones with my uh, mm-hmm. Shures, but I always have to keep, I always feel like I'm always recharging it like every day. Right. And so this is a little nicer on that. Um, but the spatial audio feature keeps like kind of turning itself on. Like periodically really? I'm noticing like when I turn my head and stuff, I'm like, it's off, but why, why are you messing with the panning? I don't know, I'm having some bugs with it, so. So do you turn off the you you do it where it's? Uh, I just do no... true stereo all the time. Okay. Because spatial audio is like how wh- how your head's turned in relationship with your phone. Right. And I just don't need that. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm I'm finding myself disoriented from like the the noise cancellation on really good. I don't, I never turn on the noise cancellation. That actually kind of makes me like dizzy. Yeah. Or I'm, something. I'm having that feeling periodically. Yeah. I always walk with the, being able to hear the outside noise, whatever that's called. Uh, I was, I just kicked it to just turn off and just act passively. Yeah. Cause then you get better battery life anyway. So mm-hmm. but yeah, been tooling around with those. Today was my first day commuting with them. So all right. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I think uh, it's just like it's 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 and it, like honestly, the connectivity thing is just they're convenient. Phenomenal. They're really yeah. convenient, and that's that's the biggest selling point. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so that's my new music toy. I haven't bought any guitar gear this week though. Yeah, I haven't two, either. Two weeks I've in been, a row. I know it's kind of weird. I am I am fixing up off. guitars for people though, 
had a, okay. had my buddy's uh he bought oh which model martin did he buy it's the sustainable wood model om might be the ome i don't know ome martin feature set wise and price point it's like a really nice kind of spot in their lineup yeah it's the ome cherry is what he got so it's it's cherry back and sides with a spruce top and actually has fretboard binding and scallop racing and stuff like that and it's only 2200 compared oh, wow. to yeah it's it's a fishman the fishman pickup instead of like a really nice like high-end pickup uh so like in mine i chose i chose to just get a regular guitar and i put a i put the pickup in um this one just comes with it but yeah i mean for that price point it's actually just like it's a lot of features you don't get until you pay another like almost double that so um but it didn't come up so it it did not come set up very well from uh martin and uh sweetwater so i broke up my nut files and took the took the playing action down to a much more comfortable level and some of that kind of stuff and straightened the neck out. And then we wound up putting 13s on it and it really Ooh. woke the guitar up. So, so wake up, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so. Time to sound good. <laughs> yeah. So liked it. I, I like that cool. guitar a lot now. I did not like it when it came out of the box. Yeah. See, it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. Well, Let's move on to gear news. There's a lot of cool stuff to talk about this week. You, Scott, why don't you talk about the first thing? You brought it up. I was supposed to remind you, and I did. Good job. You just you're bringing it up and pushing me so that I actually. Um, <laughs> I just want you. To, I just want you to pronounce <laughs> you want it. Want me to pronounce it? Whereas I'm not. Um, uh, it it is the Makoi. I found a phonetic spelling of it. Ma koi e. Um, M-A-K-O-Y-I-I um, from Native Audio. Um, so this is a website exclusive, so you can only get it at nativeaudio.com. Um, it is his amp-like overdrive distortion circuit. Um, that he, does that mean Klon? No, it does not. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's more like well, an amp-like. Amp. Like amp-like is usually like the... Usually transparent is the code word for um clones. Yeah, or clone clones. Yeah. But um it was actually uh he's had sort of a few different generations of sort of this pedal design that have inspired it in the past. Mm -hmm. So he had the running wolf before, and um this name is actually um the word for uh wolf from the Blackfeet tribe. So, um, gorgeous white and black enclosure, great artwork as well. I've always loved native audios whole, just aesthetic is classy and simple and just works really well. So it just continues that line, uh, comes in at 220, top mounted jacks, buffered bypass design can run at 18 volts as well if you want to. So pretty cool. Go check mm -hmm. them out yeah native audio makes amazing pedals i got one you you have the midnight right now right yep v1 that's a great pedal yeah great pedal i still haven't messed with the preset mode 
Ah, have you figured out how to do it yet? No. Nope. Okay. I haven't even tried. Should you should? I you probably might. should. You, because it's cool. Because you can actually like, you can use ramping with it if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us about this next thing coming up here? So, Digitech posted a cryptic message. Um, they're teasing their return on their Instagram. They did the Blues Brothers clip of we're putting the band back together. Um, so that's one of those Digitech's one of those brands that it's been kind of weird because everyone's been like, oh uh it's like they're out of business, but like you can readily get their pedals. Well, I mean, um, they've been kind of in this sta- stage for a while too, where Feels like it's been like two years they've been going out of business. It's it's been, I mean, Digitech and DoD have been kind of in a zombie brand mode for a long time. Where they haven't really felt very invested in. They were just kind of limping along. They used to be part of Harmon, Mm -hmm. which then got bought over by Samsung. um, And then sold off now um, to Court. It's parent company, Cortec. Yep. Court now. When they got bought over, that was like a great moment for all. I think we we all kind of went, "Oh, good! That means it will actually become something." Um, and so, really looking forward to seeing what comes. Um, I feel like I feel like Behringer would have been a great brand to buy them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then like would quality have dipped and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know there's there's a lot of rumors circulating. We don't really know when or what's coming, but it seems that signs of life are showing. Um, there's been rumors about Tom Cram maybe being involved. I can't substantiate any of that. He there was someone made a comment and he made a cryptic comment back mm. about an announcement and he's like uh like we'll see like coming soon. Hmm. But it, I don't know, maybe he's just staying relevant. Which I don't know why, but I mean, Court really bought all IP properly. <laughs> they could just kind of keep limping along, making the existing product line. Yeah, people will still buy the Whammy, the Freakout, the Ricochet, mm-hmm. like all this stuff that Digitech does, and I mean DoD as well has uh, quite a few pedals, the Rubberneck. Um, the what is it the looking glass um i think they had one named that i mean yeah, just the dod Car- 250 Carta. is a classic circuit yeah. so yeah there's enough legacy to kind of limp along but i'm really curious where this all goes yeah, and i really hope legacy. they don't come out with a tube screamer as their first thing or a clone clone that's all i'm hoping for yeah but. I really want a ricochet and a freak out. Yeah, both great options. Um, in related news, uh, things that we think we've seen before but are actually new, uh, PRS has announced the HDRX20 um, featuring a newly documented circuit inspired by Hendrix's Marshall Plexi. So the HDRX came out, was it earlier this year or was it last year when that one came out? I can't remember. But that was a that was a full horsepower, you know, like a fifty watt. Head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is coming out as a twenty watt version, pretty affordable. 
Yeah, how much? Um, so it's at 959 euros, so sitting around about that $1,000 mark. Yeah. Because uh, we always use these European things. It's actually $800 over at Water right now. Wow. For a tube head. PRS tube head. Again, PRS amps aren't that expensive. Yeah, it's really shocking. It's kind of one of those weird things where you expect your amp to cost more than your guitar. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. PRS makes $6,000 amps. Yeah. But there's like the Sanzera is less is like 700 bucks ish. Um, there's a number of affordable options in this lineup. But also a 20 watt head is an awesome place in the market that we need more of because that's actually gigable. Yeah. The 20 watt head is like, that's right of solid spot for for a uh, tube. I mean, it really is. You don't need 50 watts. I mean, when are you really going to need that 50 fucking watt? I, so, I mean, there's been the... Um, there has been a deluxe reverb head in the past at 22 watts. And I don't get why that that doesn't stay in the lineup. I think maybe it's just because everyone wants a 1x12 combo version of it. But, again, these are... That's a great spot. I know... Um, that's kind of victory's territory yeah. when you think about it. Um, and also they're going, I mean, with the 20-watt head, they're also going quite smaller. They're, you know, it's not a full, giant, you know, size head, so you could probably put it on a 2x12 and it would look really nice. Um, yeah. We, what type of tubes were they? Did you catch that? Um, the glass ones? We're all sitting in silence right now for what you did, DS. Everyone's being all right. It's two by five fifty-eight eighty-ones. That's the power tubes, yeah. For the power tubes, and it's three AX sevens in the preamp. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not here to impress you. You know who is impressing me? Nancy Wilson from Heart. She's selling a bunch of her stuff, and I really want it. Um, so Nancy Hart is going to be selling their stuff on Reverb, uh, including the uh sg that she used to play barracuda live quite a bit it's got a big sticker on it though yeah it's got uh the marine corps sticker on the very back and then another sticker says support our troops not those who misled them hmm so what else is in this batch any other cool items um that was like kind of the big thing there's a few other there's a um a uh hollow strat um a couple other things but yeah that's the um oh there's a cool 12 string paul reed smith from the 80s with a dragon inlay yeah very early very early paul reed smith stuff it is not a pretty guitar but yeah no there's a lot of cool and when does this all go on sale probably whenever i have no money i wonder how much the sg is going to go for that's always yeah good point um uh oh that's a that's a disappointing dragon inlay yeah it's in the body it's not actual like in the Mm. fretboard it's an interesting bridge design you don't see a lot of that's an early paul reed smith design you don't see a lot of those anymore very early 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is really, really for a lot of people who are like hard fans. This is definitely one of those things where they're very specific. Uh, I do love that SG though. I also love Nancy Wilson though. If you've listened to the show for for any period of time, you know that I got a huge crush on her. Yes, you do. You know how I have a man crush on? Who? Tim Henson. I fucking love the Muppets. <laughs> That's Jim Henson. Okay. Um, but but I do fucking love this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Polyphia has been going around with some nylon acoustic ish um guitars that from ibanez that have we've been kind of wanting to see actually hit the market and here they are um so they're coming out with the tim set tim henson signature um quite affordable yeah i'm real like this is phenomenal uh for the price what was it like 700 dollars yeah 699 699 yeah um so this is very cool. It's a classical nylon style, but it's also it's a s- smaller body, semi hollow. Yeah, it's got a t- it's, it's, it's like an acoustic telly in a lot of ways. Is there is there is there a sound hole or is it a flat top? Um, there is a hole in the upper bout near where okay. your ear is. Um, right. But I think it's a I think it's a flat open top or it's it's a it's a solid top all the way through. Solid solid flat top. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, th- there's been an amazing push of signature guitars that are not very genre specific. Like when you look at them, this is a, a prime example of you don't have to be a Tim Henson or Polyphia fan to want this. Yeah, I think what's interesting about by Tim Henson doing this is it's going to be bring a bunch of um, prog bros to this uh i mean i'll also say that these guys are kind of young and spit in the face of like a lot of like traditional prog stuff so yeah um polyphia's fan base is a very interesting market well this is like and also it seems like uh because didn't he like did he hit it big off of youtube uh he has a youtube channel that he does a lot of stuff on that's what it, uh, I, I saw that. It seems like he he's quite big on YouTube. And that's because I follow him on YouTube, so I constantly send you his videos. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, he goes through. He'll do like playthroughs of all their songs, and they do a lot of their production work inside in, in there. Um, Apparently, he writes a lot of his guitar parts on the piano. That makes sense. That's that. I saw a video that says that he does that. He writes a lot of his guitar stuff on the piano and has to figure it out. That and that's sense. how he gets all his weird chords and like running lead lines with the chords. Behind. I don't know. I mean, um, that's the, the other fun part about them is they don't seem as inspired by traditional music as the lot of us. So like, it's that's just, the it, nicest way to say their music's fucking interesting. I mean, it's, it's a lot more pop vocal inspired and trap rap. And you're seeing a lot of genre bending in what they do. And it's, it's very interesting, but I want the guitar. It's all right. So like this, and the Machine Gun Kelly, and the Nick Johnson signature, and um, you're you're getting these guitars that are in that seven, like the under a thousand, but mm-hmm. above six hundred range. That's six hundred to a thousand range, that are great guitars, not genre specific, and um, kind of. I don't. I just don't know how to explain it. But like, yeah, it's just. It's a great time. What a what a time to be alive. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Um, so it's a Fishman Sonicore pickup, which is one of the more affordable, um, you know, piezo systems that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's got a trio life inlay on it as well, which also kind of classes up that price point in a really nice way. Um, it's it's an FRH body. I don't know what FRH stands for though. Freaking really heavy. <laughs> Um, I need to stop looking at a tweet. Um, do do do. Ivan's website. Ivan's website. So it is a walnut fretboard, walnut bridge, uh, Sapili back and sides, uh, sit, solid Sitka spruce top. Oh, uh, the bracing is fan bracing for FRH. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know what FRH really stands for, but. Hmm. Oh, and also has a tuner built in, and the uh, the preamp it runs on a nine volt. Oh wow! Really wide radius though, like sixteen inch radius. But yeah, pretty pretty cool. I if I run across one of these in the real world, I might be tempted to buy one. Yeah, I hope they get one at my local guitar center. I I imagine though. Here's the thing with this: is it's going to be really affordable. I don't know. Someone's going to get mad at me for saying this. I don't know Ibanez's out of the box quality at this point because I imagine this is a volume play. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is going to need a setup or not. But at the same time, it's nylon strings, so it should be pretty light. Yeah. I just also, one last disclaimer you will not play like Tim Henson the minute you pull this guitar out. Yeah. But well, it's dope. Well, we're going to um speaking of not being to, able to play like this guitar player. Oh, we're going to go to the opposite end of the spectrum on this price discussion. Uh Robin PRS launches a limited edition Robin Ford McCarty. 200 limited run. Yeah, $4,750. That's not that crazy for McCarty. Oh, it's in American money and it's the same website I was using earlier. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, a, a normal McCarty goes for what? I don't know, twenty eight hundred maybe. Because you also have the, like the McCarty ten top, right? So there's yeah. Um, a McCarty five nine four is around forty three sixty. <laughs> so it's not a huge upcharge to go to the the model, the uh, artist model here. Yeah, I still hate PRSs that have stop bar. I mean, it's one of the fun parts of, uh, but but that's well. So that's the purpose of getting a McCarty, is the more yeah. Gibsony um, kind of feels. But uh, that's also one of the perks of playing a PRS. Often is having a, a Strat tremolo style. And but there's something about the tremolo that's so much better than a Strat. It, the tuning holds a lot better. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's a big reason why a lot of people like the Silver Sky. Mm-hmm. It's a Strat with a tremolo that people are really liking. So. Uh, so one of 200 at that price point, not that crazy. No, it's not horrible. So what is Robin Ford's a session guy, right? Robin Ford's a pretty famous guitar player. He's one of the original Dumble guys. Yeah. But what was he famous for? Session work? Blues guitar. Okay. I never, he's he's toured under his own name a bit. Okay. I, I mean, like I've heard his name. I just never knew what I should know him for. I know him for owning a Dumble. 
to be honest with you. I know him for the Vertex stuff. Wasn't he a part of that? Was that him? I think that was part of the, the fake. Boost? Yeah. Uh, no, I think, he, wasn't he part of the WA? Oh, that one. He might have been associated with the WA. He might have had one of, his, he might have been one of the first, like, uh, pedal boards that Mason did back when, I mean, he still makes pedal boards for guys. Oh. Uh, it was the boost. All right. There we go. Um, the Ultraphonics does Robin Ford tone. Uh, open letter from Robin Ford regarding vertex effects. Um, Are you deep into Google Hole now? Because uh, yeah. I, I kind of need you to talk about this next thing. Sorry. this I was reading the Robin Ford. I, I get sucked back into it. I need to talk about the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, why you don't want to talk about it? No, I haven't read far enough yet. Gibson Pickup Shop opens for business with historic, original, and modern collections. So now Gibson's doing a pickup shop. Vintage-minded um, pickups previously exclusive to Gibson Custom Shop guitars. So they're offering their custom shop pickups. Yeah. Which I'm surprised it took them this long to do it. So there is the historic collection, which includes the custom bucker in both double black and zebra. And okay, there's four ver six versions of the custom bucker. Jeez. Yeah. Gold, nickel, two conductor, unpotted, um, what have you. There's the original collection, which includes the P90 Dog Ear and Soap Bar, the 57 Classics. 57 the, Classic Plus. The Burst Bucker Type 1, 2, and 3, and Burst Pro, Bucker Pro, and 60s Burst Bucker, and the T-Type, original Mini Humbucker, 70s Tribute, Dirty Fingers, the 490R. That's in the modern collection. Yeah. Is, yeah, 490Rs, 490Ts, 498Ts. 496 R's, 500 T's. I'm. I could swear they've already been selling a number of these already, but I guess they're just kind of just saying, "Hey, have at it. You can pick any of these original, any of these arrangements are available." Yeah. Well, these are some of the things that are not readily available, like the zebras, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, because usually when you see zebras, you're seeing Seymour Duncan's. Are you? Yeah, I would say, unless it comes in the Gibson. Hmm. But yeah, this is like just one of those things. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, they they're saying what was it up to four hundred fifty dollars? Yeah, four hundred eighty nine dollars. Is that for a set or for one? Pickups range. I'm I'm looking at. Yeah, oh. I'm, and, I'm assuming it's gonna be. I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be the historic collection. Um, a match set of custom buckers is five hundred dollars. Four ninety nine. The original collection goes up to those are all individuals so they all kind of sit they're around 150 like uh, these aren't bad prices right for pafs all things considered like seymour duncans and stuff in that are in that price range as well all in all this like 120 to 150 yeah. range it's really these the historic horrible. aging is where they start getting kind of expensive the modern collection they're all like 100 to 120 bucks 130 bucks yeah i mean those are that's the modern collection, but the 490 and the 498 are the ceramic humbuckers that come on the cheap Gibsons. So I just yeah. don't know who's buying those, but people are, I guess, people who are hot riding a, an Epiphone. 
are buying custom those? buckers yeah custom buckers for 500 i mean that's still not horrible yeah this i mean you know this is not i i I would not say this is Gibson gouging anybody. No, this is just offering something that maybe people have wanted and they have it. With a with a few different kind of arrangement options, I think more than anything. The whole yeah. like, oh, do you want it in gold instead of in silver? Do you want it in this, you know? So. Yeah, I say this is a, I mean, this was a pretty smart move. It's not game changing, but it's just a make sense move. You know what also makes sense? What? Fender offering a new range of the American Vintage 2. Yeah. Yeah. People are excited about these guitars. What type of people? Who, who are you even talking to? People in guitar forms are excited oh. about these guitars. Are they, though? I think they are. So okay. I'm trying to... One of these days, we're going to do an episode... I don't know if it's us, but someone's going to do an episode or we need to do an episode or we need to find a resource that is just a, hey, here is the roadmap of Fender guitars now. For the millennial who hasn't really paid attention since they stopped reading the Sweetwater catalogs in the mid-2000s. You mean me? Yes. That's precisely you. And I (laughs) think that's precisely our market of people who (laughs) listen to us, unfortunately. Um, But I don't listen to our podcast. That's a good point. (laughs) <laughs> so what are we doing here i don't know but this is a new range of or a renovated range I, I think is a better way to look at it um they have a 1951 telecaster uh including um ash body which they, i thought they ash, actually, oh swamp ash was the thing going away right yeah yeah so like here's the thing though the defender is pretty big about this because they actually took out a big page like mm-hmm. a full page ad it was in the new york times I don't remember that or the new york post this happened just recently like within the past few days hmm. advertising the 51 telly well what i would point out is it's a one-piece u-shaped neck yeah that's gonna be a chunky boy chunky um seven and a quarter inch radius which are in now hey, ollie ollie what type of what type of soup do you like chunker sorry <laughs> and vintage tall frets so pushing the vintage tall frets again. Yeah. Yeah, which is something um, they did with, was it the Ampro 1? And people didn't like it? I don't know. Um, we also get the 1954 P-Base. Precision Base, not P-Base. Precision Base with the old, the old Telecaster style. Uh, pickup in it. Um, two saddle pickup. Anyway, what? um that that's a weird feature. I've never heard of a two saddle pickup. I I think that was a typo. Yeah. Uh they have the 57 Strat. Is it a two saddle bridge? That's what I'm wondering. That would make sense, right? Yeah, cuz you have it's four strings, you get two yeah. strings on each saddle. Yeah. So they got the 57 Strat which comes with a 7 and a quarter inch radius and black dot inlays, which is a unique uh set it can come in either an ash or an alder body depending on our choice of finish um there is the 1960s precision base um chunky c-shaped neck clay dot inlays slab rosewood fretboard um (laughs) 
are we gonna have to take a break so you can uh restart frozen again i think so all right let's take a pause (laughs) hold on you just hear ds (laughs) hold on hey shush it Candy, you don't need candy. What are you doing? Drop you drop the candy. I don't need you to tell me to drop the candy. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's your candy. Keep it in your room. Yeah, I turned on the light for you. All right, hey, hey, watch Frozen. You let it go. Oh my gosh. She told me she dropped she dropped her candy. I just love that your kid calls you Diaz. It's not my kid. I know, um, but uh, the it, kid it, calls me. Yeah, well, she she ain't calling me dad. Hi, her <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Please don't put this on the episode. <laughs> That'd be the one week that Elise listens and gets mad. Oh, or she'd just get hurt. <sighs> so yeah, she, we've also yeah. got the sixty-one Stratocaster. <laughs> Um, yeah, slab rosewood fingerboard, medium C shape neck, pure vintage pickups, sixty one specs. Uh, I just lost my place because I scrolled too hard. Sixty three Telecaster, got sixty six Jazz Bass. I'm going speed mode now. Sixty six Jazz Master, that I'm interested in, even though it's a seven and a quarter inch radius on that and seven nine, but it's gorgeous. Um, 72 thin line telecaster to no surprise that's on that list but they're there with the proper cunefe pickups that um fender has been kind of restarting production on uh and rolling out in different models there's a 73 stratocaster now that those are popular again with the, all the 73 fa- things like the bullet truss rod um is that a th- is that when they did the three bolt neck i can't remember in the I 70s yeah um, there's a 75 telecaster deluxe 77 telecaster custom uh and that's the range so so many guitars nitro all sitting around like two thousand something dollars yeah that one wasn't an american i'm sorry you're fine i just that's where the price is going to be yeah well so. that's it for our gear news let's do we are we going to talk about this topic or are we just going to call it um i have no idea how what we're doing on timing because of all the breaks so let's just go into it yeah all right so um i was checking through looking for news and this article popped up and of course it's going to be a little bit of clickbait but it was kind of a discussion that i was like well that's kind of stupid in my opinion with this says fender ceo says company finding out half of new guitar players are female was a quote unquote complete shocker he also said research suggested many women bought guitars online following negative experiences in physical stores um how is this a shocker though you know if gibson ceo said this could you imagine the 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 boil over outrage that would hit yeah 
Um, and talking about and how it's also- out of touch boomer and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. Fender said it. So here we are. He said, everyone had an opinion, but nobody had any data. So we gathered it. And out of that came five insights that guide everything we've done since. So it seems like this was kind of why they've kind of geared more towards women anyways. Um, it talked about why they're online because brick and mortar stores make them feel left out. Uh, they get overlooked or the way they are talked to. Um, and then also like some of the influences of women um, and the women are, were predominantly buying acoustic guitars. Women were buying guitars online because the brick and mortar stores, there's no one to relate to. Um, and it's just kind of a thing. He said it influenced their marketing, their artist signature series, and it essentially created uh, Fender Play, their online education platform. Um, the Fender Play one I find a little interesting. Is that so? I mean, if some of these make a lot of sense, um, not that I can like necessarily relate with the experiences, <laughs> but going into a store where you don't feel welcome sucks. I would say that almost everyone can kind of say can experience or say they've experienced that. I've been to guitar stores where you don't feel welcome. Now I was in uh, down in Muscle Shoals and I went to Muscle Shoals uh, Guitar Boutique and that was a phenomenal experience. I walked in, the guy's like, "Hey, it's like, don't worry, I'm not here to sell you anything. Here's a bunch of cool fucking gear. Have fun." Yeah, literally that that was it. I and in in very recent years, my guitar store experiences have gotten a lot better. Yes. And uh, I'm sure lots of that has to do with the fact that I'm a mid-30s yuppie white man. Well, also the fact that you're now walking in knowledgeable and you have that confidence. Um, and, and I'm a better, kind of, I'm actually a lot more confident of a player than I was five years ago too. Right. And that's a big thing. There's a, there's a hell, even when I go in a guitar store, um, like I'm like, oh shit, like I hope it don't fucking suck in front of all these people that I'm never going to see again. You know, like you get that kind of like, nervousness but also i do feel like um i feel like there's a kind of been a turn too in the attitude towards women in guitar stores um also i've seen a lot of more i've seen a lot more female employees at the guitar centers i've been to and a lot of the guitar shops um which has been really cool as well i don't think i have noticed that trend but my... I, don't, I barely go to guitar stores anymore either i mean that's the other part of this like bear in mind um Again, I, I'm not trying to discredit anything here, but it, it's actually funny of how many of these, you know, complaints I'm seeing about guitar stores that they're listening to women on. I'm like, I have that same problem. My, I, my I can gu- share that. I'd rather go online half the time because I don't want to deal with a guitar store. Right. And my, my guitar center is really cool. Um, it has quite a few female employees. It actually has a transgender employee, which has been, that was kind of, that was very interesting. Um, I because... think I've exp- I've I've met more transgender employees at guitar stores than I actually have. I feel like cis the, I feel like yeah I feel like um, you, you've you've met more transgendered employees than female. Yes. Hmm. Welcome. Oh, shit. Knoxville, Tennessee is a little more diverse <laughs> than I thought. Um, yeah, I've only yeah. met I've only met one female guitar player. It's not guitar player. Uh, locally, guitar store worker. Hmm. But anyway, that I I don't think that's the sticking point. I really need to sit on for too long here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, so, congrats, Fender. You listened to 
your customers and adjust to your behavior, which is exactly what companies should do. Yeah. The world's progressing. Society is progressing. The guitar world can progress with it. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, there's going to be just as much of a, well, back in my day, gatekeeping as well. But yeah, it, it's, it's good to see changes made. Um, it, it is an interesting justification. I, I don't know. You know how like I'm just I'm I'm stuck being a cynic all the time about everything. No, that coming out and saying some of these things, I honestly I kind of feel like these are virtue washing some of these statements. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we went on we we started dealing direct and online so that women could have a better store. You also got to keep forty percent more of the money in the process if you're selling your guitars. Right. By not wholesaling through Sweetwater anymore, but charging the same price. Well, I would say that is Fender not on Sweetwater? They are. Oh, okay. You meant like getting the sale on their website instead of through Sweetwater. When Sweet when Fender sells a guitar through Sweetwater, I yeah, don't know yeah, what yeah. their ratio is, but Fender only gets like forty to sixty percent of that sale price. Right. I know. I gotcha. Yeah. No, no. I I, so I know how wholesaling works. I thought you were talking about well, when you use that as an example. It sounded like you were saying they didn't sell on there anymore, and then I was getting clarification that they were just making more on their personal, on their direct to consumer sale. Direct, than wholesale. So, selling direct lets you double dip. It lets you play retailer as well and, and recapture right. that value. Right. I watch. I watch Shark Tank. Calm down. I'll give you forty dollars for ten percent of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oversell. How much Over. business have you done in the last six months? <laughs> yeah, um, risky, risky business. If we said we're on a Patreon, I think uh, Mr. Wonderful would be immediately out. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> he would want per, he would want ten percent in perpetuity. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I understand that this seems kind of. I would say that this is a smart move on Finner getting this article kind of pushed out because it's still separating them from the pack i mean it's separating them from like (laughs) yeah dean guitars is not publishing about how they're making guitars more available for women right now and i've been no they're just publishing about how their president's a jackass or ex-president of the company there's that fun aspect yeah um yeah yeah is schecter still doing booth babes you know like you know yeah yeah so i mean there's still some draconian or or not draconian what's the word i'm looking for neanderthal kind of behavior clops clops may still exist (laughs) it may still exist so so i i've got my vacation request form for 2023 and i'm thinking about taking a week off in april are you going to try to go to la i'm going to i'm i'm gonna request the week off and see what happens oh gosh so uh winter nam is or la nam is a lot bigger yeah than National i know NAM. but what's really mean... nice is you can get outside and take breathers a lot well it's more or less the fact of i kind of just want to go and hang out like i really don't want to go and cover it i just want to go and take a vacation and hang out yeah do it i'm thinking about it i'm gonna start looking i'm gonna I'm going to request that week off and I'm going to start looking at booking plane tickets. Is it better to book them farther out or 
Yeah. I don't I don't know right now because I mean your your plane tickets right now is so fluctuating with the price of oil. Yeah. And so are you betting on the price of oil going up or down is the real question right now. <laughs> so sometimes it's worth it, sometimes it's not. Tough to say. Yeah. Tough to say. All right. Well, you know what? It's also tough to say goodbye. It's tough to say goodbye to you guys. Every week we have to do it. It just breaks my heart. Not Bye, really, guys. Go to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to effectsloop.com and it has a link to all of our cool stuff, including our Patreon, which that one's just patreon.com slash loop. And big shout out once again to all the people who are supporting the podcast. Um, if we owe you a direct shout out, let us know. Uh, we're all caught up. I think we're all caught up. Tony one. Tony. Tony. Yeah, I think so. Tony okay. Grow. Yeah. Have yeah. you sent your handwritten note to uh... Ben? No, because he owes me a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my handwritten note until I get my pedal. So. So if you want your Patreon privileges withheld until you do services, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, I already paid for the pedal, okay? Thank you. I paid ahead of time. Um, anywho, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. It's been fun. And we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Adios. Au revoir. <sighs> so that was an episode. It sure was from the from start to finish. And we episoded all over that episode yeah sorry about the little midget whoa 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 whoa, whoa. lois whoa. this is not my batman cup <laughs> i i found my batman cup actually <laughs> um i've got i've got the old like it's either mcdonald's or burger king glass batman mugs those things used to be did you just never stick it in the dishwasher or did, yeah. is it like that like I oh you know what I want to get it's the clear ones I want to get a set of the old Pizza Hut glasses the plastic glasses they had at Pizza Hut where they were kind the of red text- ones yeah they were red they're kind of textured and they're thick as hell yeah I kind of want yeah those are just like there's a lot of restaurants that still just use those 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 were like industry standard at one point yeah because right now the last time I worked at Pizza Hut they had the clear Pepsi glasses. Mm-hmm. You, the ones you were thinking of back when they had Coke. Oh, is that I'm why? Pre- I'm pretty sure Pepsi or Pizza Hut was a Coke company at one point, and then Pepsi bought them. Huh. I could be wrong. Though. Isn't it crazy to think that so many restaurants are owned basically by soda companies? Yeah. Actually, at young... one point, some of the movie the- movie uh, studios were owned by mm-hmm. who? Who Coke owned? Who was it again? Was it? I don't know. Was it Warner Brothers? I'm trying to remember. But yeah, it was just like product placement movies. Yep. Crazy. What are you yelling for, you turd? Alright. I'll let you go, man. Alright, dude. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. What?
from the dictionary. Why is negativity always drawing out pics and every visualized love? Energized lives together, together. We undefeated. A plan to make weather's no gloves needed. When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy. Never after, the world should be one. Hate annihilated, every heart is one. Love again. So, don't bother me.